Hey guys, this is Remy. Um, apologies for the giant hiatus, but we are back with Divergent episode two. Um, and we plan on being back to every other week upload. Uh, it's going to be a while of like very old uploads from like back in like April, May um, recordings. But anyway, uh, if you didn't catch part one, uh, you might be a little bit confused, but we're talking about Divergent for a long time. Okay. Anyways, so Tris, Four, Peter, Caleb, and Marcus all get off the train and they head into Amity headquarters. And when they get there, they meet Joanna Reyes, the representative of Amity. She tells them that the other abnegation people are already there. And she says uh, she can only let them stay there like one night before all of the people of Amity get together and decide if they're going to let them stay. That's how they do things there. So at this point, <laughs> Tris is fucking going through it. She is traumatized because not only did she watch both of her parents die right in front of her, but she also had to kill her friend Will. And so, yeah. like, she's not even <laughs> able to, like, touch a gun anymore after this point. Um, which is, like, understandable, you know? Trauma, yeah. baby. So, uh, so she does the most realistic thing that happens in this entire series, and she has a mental breakdown and cuts all her hair off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, after this, the Amity get together and they decide if they can stay there. And like they're like, well, on one hand, we're really we're besties with the erudite, but they also just literally committed genocide. So it's a tough call who they're gonna side <laughs> it's with. It's a toss up, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they decide they're going to remain neutral. But allow their faction to be a refuge for anyone who wants, so long as they promise to keep the peace and uh, not talk about the erudite abnegation conflict. You are not allowed to talk about it, even in private. There so, is no war in Boston. So when they, yeah, literally. So, uh, so when they hear this, Tris and Tobias just kind of look at each other and they're like, we're fucked. <laughs> so, uh... So later on, Tris decides that she's gonna, she's a nosy bitch. She decides she's gonna eavesdrop on a conversation between Joanna and Marcus. And in that conversation, he says that Janine attacked Abnegation so that she could steal some information, but he won't tell Joanna what it is. When she hears this, she goes back to talk to Four and she's like, hey, we should figure out what this information is. And he's like, nah, he's lying. (laughs) And she's like, I don't believe that, but, like, he's not gonna discuss it with her, so she just drops it. Um, Then after this, Caleb decides to ask Triss all about her divergence or whatever, and she tells him about it and, like, what aptitude or what factions she had an aptitude for and all of that. She's kind of annoyed, but she's, like, he's from fucking Erudite, so that's, like, what they're like. (laughs) It's like, it's like when you, like, uh, come out to a family member who just keeps fucking asking questions. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. That's awful. 
Um, but yeah, anyways. Then, like, after that, Marcus is like, uh, he's like, Tobias, I want you and Triss to help me and the other abnegation go back to our, like, sector of the city. And he's like, sure, fine, let's leave in two days because he wants to get the fuck out of Amity. Because Amity is, like, a terrible place for the Dauntless to be because of the everything about the Dauntless. Um, oh, right. <laughs> oh so, I don't um, get to be brave here. <laughs> <laughs> Things are too I good. I just have to chill and smoke weed here. It sucks. <laughs> I want to go back to my I don't get my to home beat people up here. <laughs> I want my death hole back. <laughs> Yeah. I'm tired of my three weed smoking girlfriends. I want my I want my chasm back. Um, yeah. So uh, like I said, Tris does not believe that uh, Marcus was lying about the information that Janine stole, and she goes and confronts him about it. But she doesn't she doesn't get anywhere. Uh, all he does is confirm that her parents risked their lives to protect this information um and that just makes her want to get her hands on it even more um but anyway later on uh the erudites show up at the amity compound uh looking for all of them i guess they're like we're gonna kill the rest of these abnegation and they definitely want tris and tobias because they have the simulation data so uh Ah. so tris destroys the uh hard drive so they can't get it uh and then the amity are like yeah we'll lie to the erudite and pretend none of you are here <laughs> and then uh so they're not neutral after all they have no problem lying if you recall the candor hate them oh, okay. for this they will okay. they will lie to keep the peace um I see, I see. that doesn't work though the erudite figure out that they're there um and then like a fight breaks out in the cafeteria you were right there's a cafeteria in all of these books (laughs) oh my god um i'm amazed yeah anyways then they leave amity uh so tris tobias caleb and uh susan a girl from abnegation all like get back on the train and they're separated from everybody so, when they're on the train, they run into some factionless people who were like, get the fuck off our train. And then they're <laughs> like, no. And they're like, get the fuck off our train. Anyways, um, then Tobias tells them their name and they're like, fine, you can stay, but you have to come with us. And Triss is like, what? Um, so, they make it to the part of the city where the factionless live. And they're brought to the leader of the factionless, Evelyn. It turns out that Evelyn is Tobias's mother. She faked her death and became factionless in order to get away from her abusive husband. I can't blame her. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tobias already knew that she was alive, but he didn't want to see her because he was mad that she left him with his father, which is, again, understandable. Yeah. 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 in her defense, not that you can really defend it, she didn't think he would abuse him. Um, anyways, they find out, <laughs> I guess he didn't do that while she was there. I didn't think my abusive husband would abuse my son. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's not erudite. <laughs> so, so anyway, they find out that the factionless, uh, who outnumber the factions... 
have a plan to overthrow the erudite and create a new society that will have no factions. Um, Evelyn also encourages Tobias to become influential with the Dauntless so that they can ally together to overtake erudite. Um, he doesn't know if he's gonna, like, do this yet, but spoiler, he does. So, uh, he does! Then after this, they find out that the Dauntless people, uh, once they woke up from the simulation, split into two groups. Half of them side with the erudite. God knows why. What? God knows why, after they made you commit a genocide. Yeah, literally, they're insane. So, half of them side with the erudite, and the other half uh, have taken uh, refuge in candor. So, Caleb and Susan go to find the other abnegation people, and then Triss and Four head to candor. And when they get there, they are immediately arrested, because for some reason they think that they're traitors, and I don't understand how they could think that. Because they, they shut down the simulation? Yeah. Uh, but whatever. So they have to stand trial under truth serum. Um, <laughs> and at this trial, which is conducted in front of, naturally, the entire faction, no one has anything better to do in these places. They just have so much time to set aside. I'm beginning like, to think that no maybe one has their a job. Society is so bad because nobody does shit. <laughs> yeah. They're all just <laughs> waiting. Ceremonies all the time. They're all just waiting to like watch something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so at the trial, uh, which again is in, is conducted in front of everybody, they force Tobias to explain why he chose Dauntless, and he has to say because he's under truth serum that. He did it to get away from his abusive father. And I think it's pretty unnecessary they made him say all that. Because it has nothing to do with the simulation or anything. Right. Whatever. Remember, um, they're that's, just, that's that's how they're doing character development. That's true. Um, I mean, although we already knew that still. But anyways. Um, I was going to say, right. it's not really <laughs> changing anything. Yeah. It's just, like, embarrassing him. Also, uh, anyways... So, on to the real trial. He explains that he was under a simulation and Triss broke him out of it, apparently, when she refused to shoot him. Um, in the simulation, he th- actually thought that he was stopping the erudite, but he was actually running the simulation. Weird, but uh, whatever. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, but whatever. Um, so then yeah. uh, he's exonerated after this, and then Triss also, also has to... Are you telling me that the, that they forced him to trauma dump in front of everybody? Yes! <laughs> what is this, church camp? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, uh, 4 a.m. at a sleepover? Ah, so true! So true. Yeah, literally. So true, bestie. What is this, our podcast episode? No. Um, Damn. Anyway. Uh, you got him. Um, so back to this. So then Triss is on trial next, and uh, she explains what happened, which is like the same thing. Um, but she realizes that she is able to lie while she's under truth serum. Whoa. She's, because she's divergent. divergent. She's double But isn't Tobias divergent as well? So don't think about it. If you think about it, it's weird. Okay, she's more divergent. Yeah, she's She's no. That's the explanation. She's more divergent (laughs) than him. I'm not fucking with you. 
Okay, so is being divergent, like, a biological difference from everybody else? Um, we're going to talk about that. I, I okay. can assure you. Because, like, we'll get there. Because from what I understand, most of these... Most of these, like, teen, like, novels are, like, the society is set up one way, but, but like, everyone is essentially the same. So, like, yeah. they're, like they're not actually technically that different. Yeah. You know, because that would make sense and would be, like, more of, like, an apt social commentary. But... Who wants um, that? But why would they do that? Yeah. Um... That's my question. I think it would be I think it would be best to hold questions about that until the end because <laughs> look Got Veronica it. Roth has no consistency first of all the like divergent lore changes in every book it's too much to like keep up with so I'm just going to go through it <laughs> and then we can have a fun little discussion <laughs> when you guys know everything okay. <laughs> um, okay okay but yeah Sounds good. uh it will never make sense though if that helps D- don't try to logic it i've been trying for weeks <laughs> so anyways anyways back to this uh so even though even though tris is able to lie she decides to come clean and confess that she killed will and uh christina who's there um watching is obviously pretty fucking upset by this. Because, um, you know, that was her friend and her boyfriend. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. After this, Tris and Tobias get in a fight because she didn't tell him about killing Will. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me that your mother was alive. And, like, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm on his side in this one because, like, I... I don't see why it was necessary for him to tell her that. Like, why would he just randomly mention that? that? That's so irrelevant. Like, why would he be like, oh, my mom, who who you've never met and I don't plan on associating with, is alive? Why would he just tell her that? Like, that's stupid. And, like, he asked her multiple times, like, what was, like, going on with her and she, like, wouldn't tell him. So, like, I get why he's, like, upset because I also didn't talk about it, but, like, because she can't touch a gun or anything, she's put them in danger multiple times. Oh, um, well, yeah, okay, yeah. So, like, so, like, I get why so he's, he's, like, right. and then he's also, like, this is how you tell me in front of everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. Because she's, like, I did tell you, and he's, like, did okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just gaslights him, like, yeah, I, I told you, you just must have forgotten, <laughs> I don't know. So funny. I guess it wasn't that important to you. <laughs> Gaslight oh gatekeep girl boss. Um, You're telling me Tris is not a girl boss? No, I'm not telling you that. I have a section later on called Girl Boss Tris. Just wait. That's so funny. Oh my god. Um, so so and let's keep it moving. You would come come through with the good shit. I I always do, baby. So uh so anyways. Oh, yeah. So so like I said, they got in this fight. It's stupid because, like, he's right this time. This time, he's right. So they're, like, pissed off at each other and, like, they're kind of keeping their distance from each other. And so Tris decides to go with some of the other Dauntless people to go spy on the Erudite for no fucking reason. Um, anyways, at which point, conveniently, a bunch of the, like, they call them Dauntless traitors. They're the people who sided with the Erudite. 
they show up and they like shoot everybody up with these like needles or whatever and then they like knock them out with some shit that doesn't affect the divergent people naturally um and this allows the traitors which of course includes eric to identify who's divergent and so here tris finds out that her friend uriah if you recall from the previous book uh he's divergent too and so they go split up to find more divergent people before Eric can get them. And uh, Triss only saves one person before Eric catches her. Uh, So he holds up Triss and like four other divergent people in like an elevator or something. And he's like, I can bring like a few of you back to Janine. And then he has to like kill the rest of them. Um, And one of them is a child. And he kills him because his brain and therefore his divergence are not fully developed yet. Holy it is uh, fucked up. Uh-huh. Um, so then after I this, developed at sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, Triss is like super divergent though, so like they would want her. But anyways. Um, So then after this, Triss, like, she luckily has a knife, not a gun, because she can't touch them anymore, but she has a knife, uh, and she stabs Eric with it, and then luckily, at the same time, um, some of the other Dauntless people who weren't shot, including Tobias, uh, show up and rescue them, and they capture Eric this time. How the turntables. Um, (laughs) Just kill him. So, uh... After this, Tris and Tobias talk, and they figure out that... I can't even... I was reading this, and I was like, do you have to spell this out for me? Like, I'm two years old, Veronica. They're like, wow, I think these needles are, are like, transmitters, and they injected us with stuff to run another simulation. It's like, yeah... They would have shot you with bullets if they wanted to kill you. Yeah. It's so stupid. So anyways, they figure that out. Don't know how they figured it out. So hard to do. (laughs) But then they try to warn the leader of Candor. His name is Jack King. And he's like, he's like, I think I'll go meet with Janine to hear her side of things first. Which is like, she literally did a genocide. Like, why do you want to hear what she has to say um, whatever I, real fast can i just say uh it, it would make a really good uh, nancy drew book nancy drew and the case of the mysterious needle <laughs> that's so funny hmm they shot us with needles and we know that needles usually contain transmitters and transmitters <laughs> are for simulations and the last simulation was for a genocide I think they might do it again. <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, anyways. So, uh, anyways, again, I also don't know why he wants to meet up with Janine because, like, they fucking killed that little kid who was from his faction. Like, this was a oh child. Like, why would you want to meet with these people? Whatever. So then, um, after this, Tori and Uriah's brother Zeke show up at the Candor compound. And uh, Tori is badly injured because the Erudite figured out that they were spies. They were spying on them. But um, 
They got no information, I have to tell you. They didn't learn a goddamn thing while being there, honestly. Whatever, but I have to mention that. So uh, after this, they decide, they're like, you know what? We're going to spy on uh, Jack Kang's meeting with Janine. Because um, they're like, we're pretty sure they're going to fuck us over. But we need to know if they're going to fuck us over. And um, anyways, so they decide they're going to spy on them. And then, I didn't explain this sooner, but the entire time since Tobias's trial... Uh, the other Dauntless have been, like, calling him a coward because he transferred to Dauntless to get away from his dad? Uh. I think it's so fucked up. They're like, they're like, fuck you, you little coward. Like, what would you do? Oh my god. What if it was you? That's such a, that's such a backwards way of thinking because it's like, if you, if he stayed in freaking uh, abnegation he would have been brave but then he would have been brave so yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah he can't win is the thing so he decides to beat the shit out of marcus with a belt in front of everyone in the cafeteria (laughs) anyways and then tris is like Oh, he just did this to get the Dauntless people to respect him again because he wants to work with Evelyn. That's why he did this. Um, Which is true. Um, Then they go and spy on that meeting and Janine actually doesn't show up. She just sends a, like, representative and they're like, and they're like, yeah, we're not negotiating with with you because Candor is a useless faction. They just, like, say that to them. (laughs) They're like, you're nothing. And so they're like, you are, they're like, what you're going to do is you're just going to return Eric to us. Let us search the compound for all of the divergent people. And you're going to give us the names of everybody who wasn't injected with the serum or we'll fucking kill you. And he's like, fine. Because, like, what's he going to do? So, uh, so the Dauntless are like, yeah, Candor's not going to help us. So that's that. Surprise, surprise. (sighs) While they're doing that. Uh, like a, an altercation breaks out anyways. It's, whatever, I don't, I don't need to get into all of it. It's dangerous. And then Triss and Tobias get in a huge fight because she keeps, like, risking her life for no reason. And he's like, I'm gonna break up with you if you do this again. And I, I get that, honestly. Because she's trying to die. They don't resolve that. (laughs) So anyway. Yeah. Thank God, I was worried that they would resolve it. Yeah. Anyways, so then, uh, so then the Dauntless, they decide, they're like, we're gonna elect new leaders, and that ends up being Tobias, Tori, and some other random guy. Um, and then they try Eric for his crimes, and they execute him. And, um, yeah, good, it's what he deserves. Um. Yeah. And then they head back to reclaim Dauntless headquarters because they can't stand candor anymore. Um, then Tobias is like, all right, I'm going to this meeting with the faction list. And he asks Triss to go with him because he says that she's better at reading situations than him. You know, at this point while I was reading, I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that. But now that I've finished the series, that's true. That's a true statement. Um, he is stupid. So anyways... <laughs> Anyways, they go, and she's, like, she's distrustful of Evelyn and the faction list, and so 
you know, mind you, he brought her there so that she could read the situation. And she tries to tell Tobias, like, hey, I don't trust them. And they get in a huge fight. And he's like, that's my mommy, so shut the fuck up. And she's like, <laughs> why did you bring me then? And, God, it it it's insane to me. So he's wrong this time. So, um. Oh, such a cute couple. They, like, take turns being wrong. <laughs> they take turns being insane. <laughs> so, anyways, that's a fucking mess. They don't resolve that either. Um. Anyways. Then they head back, and then Christina wakes Tris up in the middle of the night and tells her that, uh, some of the people are in a simulation. They go to a roof, uh, rooftop where, uh, Marlene, uh, Lynn, you recall, uh, maybe from the previous book, I said she was a lesbian. It's not been proven right. yet, but I'm right. Um, her brother Hector and, uh, some, like, little dauntless girl stand near the edge. And Marlene says that one of the Divergent has to turn themselves into Erudite headquarters or this will happen again every two days. And after this, they all take a step back to fall off the roof. And Triss is only able to save Hector in time. The little girl doesn't die somehow, but Marlene does. She falls to her death. And, uh... That's how you know she's a lesbian. <laughs> Marlene isn't a lesbian. <laughs> Lynn is. Oh, my bad. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> Just wait, though. Anyways, um... So, uh, Tris decides that she's gonna turn herself in because she doesn't want to let anybody else die. Um, let's see. After this, Christina forgives Tris for killing Will because she's like, wow, everything changed for me after I actually saw people in a simulation. Whatever. Um, so, uh, moving on. They're friends again now. So, uh, Yay. so after this, Tobias is like, he, he knows that Triss is gonna surrender herself to Erudite. He could just tell by the everything about her. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> so he, so he begs her not to go. And she's like, I won't. And then, <laughs> and then that night she sneaks out and goes. <laughs> oh um, my god. So, uh, so she gets to Erudite headquarters. Obviously, she's, like, immediately arrested and brought to Janine. This time, it's like, now I understand. This is important. This time. Now you get to see Janine. Anyways, so, uh, so then Janine decides the first thing she's gonna do is show Tris the table that she's gonna be executed on when she's done experimenting. <laughs> on her because oh she's God. a fucking freak um so then later when tris is being brought back to her room after a long day of experimenting she she sees tobias being held by guards and realizes that he surrendered too and she's like why the fuck would you do that and he just tells her you die i die too healthy relationship here Stupid. really good so she's so she's freaking out now, but it's like, that's what you did to him. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, doesn't feel good. So uh, Janine keeps putting Triss under different like simulations and shit. She's trying to create one that Triss isn't immune to. Um, 
She also tortures Triss to get some information uh, from Tobias about the faction list. And he, he oh tells God. her. Um, let's see. Then after this, you guys aren't going to like this, I gotta tell you. Uh, oh, no. After this, Janine reveals to Triss that her brother Caleb has been helping her all along. He was the one who told her all about Triss's divergence. He told her about the faction oh. list and everything with that. And he also helped her figure out how to get Triss to give herself up. Holy shit. So he's fucking evil. So uh, later on, Tobias breaks Triss out of her room and then he brings her with him while he's like searching Erudite headquarters for some information, which is the real reason that he turned himself in. He wasn't actually trying to kill himself, uh, but he did want to scare her, which I get. Um, <laughs> so he tells her so- that in two weeks, the Dauntless and the Factionless are going to in- uh, invade Erudite headquarters and get them out. And that's when they're going to take over Erudite. Um, so he gives her some hope there to keep going. However, the next time that Janine is experimenting on her, uh, she gets frustrated that she can't figure out how to control Triss. Like, she can't make a simulation that Triss can't figure out that she's in. Anyways. She's amazingly divergent. She's amazingly divergent. So, uh, Triss is like, haha, I broke Janine, but, uh, she doesn't get to celebrate for long because Peter, who has been in charge of, like, moving her to and from the fucking, like, experiments and stuff. Of course, uh, he tells her that her execution has been moved up to the next day. I mean, so, yeah, uh, you would, like, I, if, if they couldn't find a way to, like, control me, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be celebrating. I'd be like, oh, they're just gonna kill me now. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyways. Because she's the only one that's like this. <laughs> Look, <laughs> she, she may be stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh... She died. You're, you're died, though. You're a died. You're, you're, you're... Well... I can't say it. <laughs> concept. She can only be one of those things at a time. So if she's being brave, she's stupid. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I get it. Um, anyways, that is not canon, actually, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't be surprised if Veronica just threw I, that yeah, shit in at one point. Yeah, Uh... And she'd be like, just deal with it. <laughs> just deal with some more shit that doesn't make sense. Anyways, so this means that they're not going to be able to rescue her because they're planning on breaking out two weeks later. So the next day, Peter brings her back to the like room where she's going to be executed. And he injects her with what she thinks is the death serum, but actually it turns out to just paralyze her and makes her look like she's dead. So he pretends to take her body away, but really he goes and finds Tobias and helps them escape. Um, who? Peter, the asshole. Uh, He says- Why would he? He says that he does this because, I didn't mention this before, but Triss saved his life while they were at the Amity compound, and he felt like he owed her, and that's literally the only reason. He's just, like, a sociopath. He's just repaying a debt. No, literally, (laughs) that's what it is to him. So- Whatever, he's useful this time. So then they leave to uh, the abnegation sector, which is where the factionless and the dauntless and the remaining abnegation are. And uh, Triss decides to go meet up with Marcus again. 
and he asks her for her help to retrieve the information that Janine stole. I guess he's pretty desperate for help now. So they plan to do this while the Dauntless and the Factionless are storming Erudite headquarters. Uh, and they have to do this then because Evelyn is planning on destroying all of the information that the Erudite have. For no reason. I don't. I don't get that, but she's like, she's like, we're, we're taking it all out. (laughs) We don't care. That makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. I read the book and I'll tell you, it doesn't. So anyway. Oh my god. So then, uh, so then Triss lies to Tobias and tells him that she's gonna stay behind during the attack because she, like, can't shoot a gun. But actually, she's gonna go work with his father. Um... And she knows that's fucked up. But um, but she does it anyway. So uh, before the attack, Triss, Christina, and Marcus head to Amity. And they ask Joanna for help again. And uh, they're also able to speak with some of the Erudite people that are living there. Since I guess a handful of them didn't agree with what their faction did to abnegation. And... Uh, Amity, again, refuses to help because they're like, we want to remain neutral. So, um, at that point, Joanna tells them that she and anyone who agrees with her will be going to help anyway. And she says she doesn't care if that means she can't be their representative anymore. Um, so they go and do that. And then Triss and Christina work with the Erudite to come up with a plan to break in and get the information they need. Um, by the way, one of these, one of these people from Erudite is Will's older sister, Kara. So, things are pretty tense and awkward there, considering, you know, she killed her brother. Yeah, someone killed your brother. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, they come up with a plan and they disguise themselves in blue clothing and they go to Erudite. Uh, when they make it there, they <laughs> finally Marks make it in. Yeah, no, literally. It's honestly so easy. You just, like, wear a color, put on some <laughs> fake glasses, and you're like, cool, we're in. Anyways, um, so I'm going to skip over some stuff. But they make it in to Erudite headquarters where they run into Caleb. And, like, of course he refuses to help them. So Marcus knocks him out. And, like, I hate both of them. But, like, I I do enjoy Caleb getting knocked out. I've got to say. Don't like like that it's Marcus doing it, but can I complain? No. Anyways, then they run into Edward, and if you recall, he was the guy that was stabbed in the eye and became factionless. Oh, that guy. That guy. He tries to stop them from getting into Janine's office, but, like, they make it past him. It's not that hard. He's... He's only got one eye. Wait, what's, what's he got to do with Janine? What's he, like, what's his... They don't want them to get in because they want to destroy the information. He's factionless. Oh. Okay. And, they, and they're and they like, we need this information. Anyways. God. Uh, they he, just want to be annoying. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, uh, Tris and Marcus split up uh, from here. They each take a door, and they hope that Janine's office is behind it. Um, And then, behind that door, Triss enters a room where she's put into a simulation where she has to fight herself. 
And uh, I guess whatever, like, simulation serum. I remember this from the trailers. Yeah. Oh, they do this in the in the movie? Good. <laughs> Seems really fun to watch. Anyways. Um, the simulation serum also contains, like, a poison that will kill her in five minutes if she doesn't make it out of the room. So she has to, like, fight herself to get past. And Why don't they just put the serum? Hmm? Like, why can't the serum just be poison and it kills her? Look, don't think. If you think about it, it's weird. You've got to <laughs> okay. you got to completely shut your brain off to enjoy You're right. this genuinely. Um, You're right. No, you you are right though. It doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. So, anyways, Tris manages to beat herself, which like requires her to like think about like what she would do and then figure out how to like beat that. <laughs> anyways, it's a which mess. is so hard. It's so hard because she's extra divergent. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> anyway, she makes it through to the other room where she finds Tori, if you recall, uh, our tattoo artist friend, telling Jin- or uh, all the way in the first book, right? Yes, all the way at the beginning. Yep. Uh, Tori is trying to kill Janine out of revenge. If you recall, her brother was killed for being divergent. Um, so Tris tries to get Tori to stop so she can get the information from Janine, but Tori's like, no. So they get in a fight, and uh, doesn't doesn't work. Uh, Tori kills Janine, and then Tobias walks in the room after this, and he's like, why the fuck are you here? And he's super pissed because he just saw his dad in the other room, so he knows they were working together. Anyway, so then Tris gets brought back downstairs with the other, they call them war criminals. Uh, so she's a war criminal <laughs> now, where uh, she discovers that Lynn, if you, if you recall, Lynn, Lynn, our lesbian friend, uh, was shot in the attack. Yes. And on her deathbed, Lynn confirms, uh, like I suspected all along, that she was in love with Marlene. Bury your gaze. Oh, my um, God. They killed both of them. They How killed both of them. Yeah. I mean, During like, Pride I didn't Month. discuss it, but, like, Marlene was, like, Uriah's girlfriend, and Lynn was just kind of mad about it, so, like, it wasn't good. I don't want to give Veronica Roth yeah. any credit. It wasn't good. Then she just killed Lynn. Well, I mean, I was gonna say, you can't give her much credit. No, yeah. I know. I just want to give her as little credit as I possibly <laughs> can, because um, she deserves none. Um, Let's see. Then after this, Triss notices that uh, the factionless have taken all of the weapons from the Dauntless people. And uh, soon after that, Evelyn, Tobias's mother, if you recall, announces mm-hmm. that they're taking over and the faction system is over. So um, no one can really do anything. I think because, it's been over for a while, bud. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> kind of, but, like, these, these people are dedicated to their faction still. Like, they really are. It's this isn't this is not something that they want but they don't really have a choice because they are outnumbered and completely unarmed so like they just have to deal with it anyway uh after this tobias comes back downstairs from janine's office and he tells tris that he found the information that they were looking for and uh said information is a video that they play uh for everyone to see which interrupts evelyn's little victory speech um, and I'll just, <laughs> hold on, I'll just read what the book says, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to type out an explanation of this, because I was like, I don't even know how. All right. 
So, uh, I'm pulling out my book, if you can't hear the pages turning. Alright, so in the video, here's, uh, there's like a woman or whatever, she says, uh, <clears throat> hello, my name is Amanda Ritter. In this file, I will tell you only what you need to know. I am the leader of an organization fighting for justice and peace. This fight has become increasingly more important and consequently nearly impossible in the last few decades. That's because of this. And I show a bunch of pictures of like war. She says, you don't remember <laughs> any of that. It's been hard to keep the peace because of war. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you don't remember any of that. But if you're thinking that these are the actions of a terrorist group or tyrannical government regime, you're only partially correct. Half the people in those pictures committing those terrible acts were your neighbors, your relatives, your co-workers. The battle we are fighting is not against a particular group. It is against human nature itself, or at least what it has become. Uh -huh. uh, that's it? No, no, I'm sorry. I, I need to okay. skip through. I need, and I need no, to good. skip through some bullshit for the dialogue. Okay. No, you're good. You know, I'll just read the whole thing, and Remy, you can cut whatever you want. I just want you guys to have this. Okay. Okay. That's cool. why... Huh? You can cut this. I said cool. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like... <laughs> I was like... No. I, I was like, oh, I won't do that then. But uh, <gasps> anyways. That's why you are so important, Amanda says. Our struggle against violence and cruelty is only treating the symptoms of a disease, not curing it. You are the cure. In order to keep you safe, we devised a way for you to be separated from us, from our water supply, from our technology, from our societal structure. We have formed your society in a particular way in the hope that you will rediscover the moral sense most of us have lost. Over time, we hope you will begin to change as most of us cannot. The reason I'm leaving this footage for you is so you will know when it's time to help us. You will know that it is time when there are many among you whose minds appear to be more flexible than the others. The name you should give these people is Divergent. Once they become abundant among you, your leaders should give the command for Amity to unlock the gate forever so that you may emerge from your isolation. The information in this video is to be restricted to those in government only. You are to be a clean slate, but do not forget us. I am about to join your number, she says. Like the rest of you, I will voluntarily forget my name, my family, and my home. I will take on a new identity, with false memories and a false history, but so that you know the information I have provided with you is I have provided you with is accurate. I will tell you the name I am about to take on as my own. My name will be Edith Pryor, she says, and there is much I am happy to forget. That's Isn't... it. Triss's last name is Pryor. That's her mom. Whoa. No, that's her. That's her dad's relative because Pryor oh. was her dad's last name. Oh, I see. But yeah. She is related to this lady. So, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Whoa, that's how they leave it. That's how the, she's super divergent. That's how the second book ends, baby. So, First, yeah. So, what the frick? So, so this is, this is like a, this is like a Maze Runner type thing where they're like, they're uh, like yeah. quarantined in their own little, little place. Yeah. And then they get out. Yeah, basically. They're supposed to get out. Yeah, so this like... is just a combination of other things, um, and it's not as good as the other things. So, like, the main <laughs> goal here was that they're just like, we're going to set up this weird little society for a while, <laughs> and then when more and more people keep getting divergent, we're just going to stop? What? what? Look, <laughs> time to what? Okay. 
I know that you guys have questions, so uh-huh. I think we should probably move on to the third book then. Okay. 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 So let's move on to the third and final book in this series, Allegiant. This book is different from all of the others because the perspective uh, switches from Triss to Tobias the whole time. Um, Oh my gosh. Like every other chapter, it switches. And um, I gotta tell you, Veronica Roth is not a good enough writer to pull this off. I kept forgetting (laughs) whose point of view I was reading. And honestly, though, it didn't matter that much because they sound the same and it doesn't even make a difference. So, I hate so I hate first I person. I think that first person POV switches. I are agree. Awful. I, I agree. That you should ever do it. I agree. I think the Percy Jackson, like wonder, the, the Heroes of Olympus oh. books, does the like perspective switches, but it tells you every chapter, and then it's third person still. So yeah. it's just third person limited through. Third person is the best. I've got to say, yeah. randomly they randomly input a uh, a like a difference in perspective. I wonder why. Why would they ever do that? Oh, in well, I know the this, last book of but... a series. Hmm. I wonder. Anyways, I so I am genuinely wondering. Okay. Like, well, let's <laughs> get into it. The then. only one in the dark here. So yeah, Allegiant picks up a little bit after Insurgent ended. So, uh, Triss, Christina, and Kara are all in jail, awaiting trial. They love trials in this. I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, because, again, they're believed to be traitors. Um, I like that these people are, like, just fine with shooting down, like, entire civilizations. But they're like, you know what, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a trial. Yeah. For, for these guys. Yeah, literally. So, uh, Four visits Triss in prison. And he tells her that they're going to be tried under truth serum. And uh, he tells her, because, like, he's working for his mom, obviously. So he has some pull. He's going to try to arrange it so that her trial is before Christina and Kara's so that she can lie to exonerate them. And uh, right. that works. Tris just blames everything on Marcus. And it works. So she, Christina, and Kara are fine. They get out. Um, nice. All right. Then uh, Tris and Tobias meet up. And they actually are able to go on their first day ever now in the third book. <laughs> they never did that before. What do you uh, mean the the fear the fear factor <laughs> the, the fear factor <laughs> fear factor? It's <laughs> so funny. They ate like scorpions. That's together. not. Like, that's oh actually gosh. not a date. He was just trauma dumping. <laughs> What's the difference when you're dating men? Right? You know what? You're right. <laughs> you actually are right. Um. Anyway, so here. They, like, work out their issues in the last book, and they promise that they're not going to lie to each other anymore. We'll see. Oh, we'll see if they do that. But uh, This time, we're not This anymore. time, we're not going to lie to each other. I don't know if you guys believe them, but anyway. I believe, I believe them. them. <laughs> I believe yeah, them. I think they'll never tell another lie again. Okay, after this... There's, like, this, like, huge, like, riot happens between the, like, factionless and the people who want the factions back. And, like, some people die. Um, but, like, Evelyn meant it when she said she wanted to create a factionless society. So she forces everybody to, like, 
mix the like colors of their clothing. You can't wear like one faction's clothing. Oh my god. You, That's you your first fucking priority. Yeah. They can't live in like uh they can't live with too many people from one faction in like one area. You gotta have like different people living with you. Um and what's the other fucking thing that it says here? Oh, and she puts a curfew in place so they can't go out at night, you know. Typical things that you do. Yeah, um, natural things. Yeah, it's only natural. When Look, when you're disbanding a faction system, it's not easy. <laughs> so not long after this, some members of a rebel group that call themselves the Allegiant. <gasps> that's the title. Uh, oh my god, yes! oh my god. They, uh, they corner Triss and they tell her to bring her friends and meet them in Candor headquarters that night. So... That night, Triss, Christina, and Uriah go to the Allegiant meeting, and Tobias and Uriah's brother Zeke meet them there. Uh, when they get there, uh, she finds out from Tobias that her brother Caleb was sentenced to death at his trial this morning. Good. Uh, yeah. 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 But she's like, I don't know how I feel about that one, which is like, yeah. Because now her whole family's dead. Yeah. So that's pretty sad, but. So, uh, anyways. Then the meeting starts, and they find out that Joanna and Kara, if you call Joanna is the leader of Amity, well, they don't really have a leader, but, like, you get my point, um, and Kara is Will's sister. They are the leaders of the Allegiant, and they have two goals. They want to first leave the city, and they also want to reinstate the faction system within the city. Um, Bro, what? They love factions, dude. They love it. They, they fucking love it. I don't... I, look, you're gonna be mad about other things in this book, so I wouldn't even stress about that. You know, I say that, that, but, like, people people eat the fucking Hogwarts houses. They eat that shit up, so it's I guess, true. like... People do like to categorize houses, themselves. I, I haven't read Harry Potter. Are the Hogwarts houses supposed to be, like, kind of, like, like kind of fascist, like the things are in, in this one? Um, uh, the... The factions in this are because I have a lot of thoughts on the Hogwarts house system, and I'm gonna oh okay save that yeah save it for the podcast. I was just wondering if it was an apt comparison to like Mm. probably not. Interesting. (laughs) I am excited to hear that though when you talk about it. Yeah, Um, the the Hogwarts house system is stupid. I I can't wait for you to talk about spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert! I, I I love and hate Harry Potter. I just I just <laughs> genuinely think that like any sort of like societal structure surrounding just general personality, like your fucking Myers Briggs type, is just fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. This is where the INFPs live. <laughs> <laughs> they live in Cryville and they go cry. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <clears throat> that was a self-roast, by the way. If anyone wants to come at me, I, I am one. Hey, me too. Um, right, so they, they want to leave the city and they want to reinstate the faction system, right? So, um, Kara decides that Triss, Tobias, Tori, Christina, Uriah, and Peter will join her in leaving the city the next night. And everybody else is going to stay and help Joanna overthrow the faction list. Um... So, uh, Triss is still like, man, I don't know what to do about my brother. And then Tobias is like, I'll break him out of jail for you if you want. And she's like, thanks. So, he does that. 
Um, That's uh, so simple. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> to be fair, he's, like, the factionless leader's son, so he can kind of get wherever he wants. Um, uh, yeah. He pretends he's going to execute him, and they're like, cool, kill him. Anyways, um, so, uh, so he lets Caleb think that he is going to kill him the whole time, which is what he deserves, honestly. Um, but now they're, uh, taking him outside of the city with him, which is a good punishment because that was his, like, biggest fucking fear. Because, mind you, he was helping Janine and she didn't want this information getting out. That's why she stole it. So, so this is a good punishment for him. So anyway, uh, they hop on the train, head to Amity, as you do, to get out of the city. We've done this many times. Uh, on the way there, they get ambushed by some factionless soldiers, and Tori is killed. R.I.P. to her. No! I know, she was cool. Um, let's see. After this, they make it to Amity headquarters, where... Uh, Joanna drives them to the outer limits of the city before she turns back. And then they set out on foot through the ruins outside of the city. They decide to follow the railroad tracks. And then not long after they do, uh, a truck pulls up and they meet a woman named Zoe and a guy named Amar, who actually was Four's initiation instructor. Um, and he thought he got killed this whole time because he was divergent but he's alive somehow and uh zoe shows tris a picture of her mother in order to convince them to go with them and so they do and they take them back to a place called the bureau of genetic welfare oh Uh, no they walk them through the bureau that's like that name well you shouldn't uh they take them there and they walk them through the bureau uh, which is set up in, like, an old airport, and they introduce them to the leader of the Bureau, David. Trustworthy name. Uh, <laughs> I've never met a trustworthy David. I know. I know, buddy. Um, so David here explains that what Edith Pryor told them was, like, only part of the truth. Uh, he says that Chicago was an experiment that was conducted by the United States government, and they're like, what's the United States? And they're like, wow. You don't know fucking anything. <laughs> I like so, how <laughs> Chicago is an experiment. Yeah. Is this just the city? <laughs> yep. Yeah, literally the whole the city. Chicago they're like, Bears that'll be experiment. an experiment. Very you fun. know that that bean couldn't have been created out of uh, good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did, did, did my bean joke not land? No, it did. What Sorry. bean? It did. Chicago. What bean? bean? Oh, the, oh, there is a bean in Chicago. There's a bean. Uh, they actually do mention it There's in the book. I don't mean. I'm, I didn't mention it because it's like not like important, but like uh, throughout the whole book, Veronica Roth says you know. shit where she like expects me to know what Chicago is like. She says like street <laughs> names and like buildings and shit, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> I fucking hate it. You have beach because you've never been to Chicago. You're like, this shit sucks. No, it's like, what am I like? You got you got FOMO. It's like hard to tell. Like sometimes you're like, what is what is a like real thing in our world, and what is just some shit she made up for this book? 
<laughs> what do I know about Chicago? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Chicago isn't real. She made it up for in, for Divergent. <laughs> um, so basically, he explains that what happened is that apparently a long time ago, there were some genetic experiments done that had the goal of making humanity better, as you do. They were trying to, like, I guess, take away undesirable traits like cowardice, dishonesty, selfishness, sounding familiar. Mm, Eugenics. And, uh, you know, Mm. yeah. Yeah, you're right, Adriana. Uh, So, yeah, they were trying to take away basically, Uh. uh, you know, each of the things that the factions hate. And so uh, this causes some problems because apparently... Uh, this damaged the genes of the people in this experiment. They found out that, like, if they took away selfishness, they also took away people's sense of, like, self-preservation. If you took away somebody's low intelligence, they lose their compassion, whatever. Um, and so then apparently... <laughs> laugh, it's stupid. So apparently, yeah. after this, <laughs> the genetically, uh, sorry... Apparently, after this genetically damaged population came into existence, what is known as the Purity War breaks out. Oh. Yep, I knew Remy was going to hate it especially. I was like, oh boy, (laughs) Remy's going to love this. Um, This was a war between the people known as the genetically pure and the genetically damaged. And like... Half the people Did you not think about this? She's a no. And like half the people in the country died. So anyway. So God, anyway. I'm so tired of these allegories. The thing is, Why? like, what are they allegories for? We don't have genetically like I, I think I think inferior that, people. It's not an allegory so much as it's like uh like somebody using thinking that they're writing an allegory. I mean, like, yeah, maybe, no, but I mean. still, like, like, I don't know what she thinks this could be the, like, equivalent of in our, in, like, our society. If she does, like, I think it is very fucked up for her to, like, be like, um, I'm gonna make this oppression metaphor about a group that is, like, objectively inferior. No, yeah. it's, it's super bad. Which is, like, contestable <laughs> later, but still, my, like, I think that's a weird thing to do there if that's what she was trying to do but like you know i've been thinking about this and the way the first one i was like this this sounds like some weird shit that like republicans would love but like i was like i think she just didn't think about it yeah i i, I feel like this sounds isn't... like an uneducated white yeah, yeah. White. this isn't somebody with an ideology this is somebody who just didn't think about the she just like wrote some shit honestly yeah. I feel like, I feel like the entire series definitely just feels like, what if we tried to do Hunger Games, but did it worse? Um, Because at least Hunger Games had like, because this was like right after the Hunger Games was like at its heyday. Um, So it like, at least Hunger Games was mostly just a critique on like capitalism and like, yeah wealth discrepancies and like now like Veronica Roth is like what if what if this was about racism 
And it's like I honestly I what I, kind of racism? I refuse but like, she to like think that she doesn't even. I I don't even think she knows that it's no. sort of related to racism. Yeah, I think I she's think so genuinely stupid. If if that's what she was yeah. trying to do, she's like severely misguided. But like I genuinely yeah. think she was just writing some shit because like I don't I don't know like. It's so, just it's, it's just the so privilege ex- seeping in of like not having to think about the implications of what you write. Yeah, like I think yeah. she like I think if anything she wanted to portray oppression that like she knows exists in real life but in like a fictional way if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't think she was trying to make a commentary about our society. I think she just wanted to do this. Or she was like wouldn't this suck if this existed? If there was a group? Yeah, if there was oppression. Yeah, and, like, also, like, what's weird is, this is a weird detail to remember from the book, but, like, not to, like, be annoying, but, like, my memory is too good, and, like, I remembered too much shit from these books while I was reading that it made everything terrible. I'll get into that more later. But, like, even the little stupid things stood out to me, and one of them was, like, Tris mentions in the like beginning of the first book that like apparently people used to think it was weird to genetically modify food and they wouldn't eat it and she's like that's fucking weird so I'm like I feel like Veronica Roth thinks that people who were against like manipulating genes are stupid Mm. based on that that's my thought so So, like, I don't think that she's, like, trying to say anything. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of a stupid piece of evidence to point to, but, like, that's what I've been given here. I think she's just, like, dumb and doesn't have to think about, like, the allegorical implications of having a purity war. That's the best case scenario, genuinely. I I hope. Also, even calling it a, because did she call it a? Purity? It is called the Purity War, capitalized. That is what it is oh called. Oh my god! I'm not making that up. She I'm. Has, I would like, not Kaylin do that. Just say that shit. Did she I'm, just? Did she just like? And not, these people like, are called like capitalized, either? the genetically pure, and the genetically damaged. Oh, like when I refer to them oh as that, that's what god. they're called. That is what they're called. Like literally, literally. <laughs> oh, like, did she even just like Google those terms to see their implications at all? God, God knows. Because like she was too busy she in the thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait, there's like, other genuinely, books. Genuinely, this could have been like because like like I'm assuming she doesn't want to make some weird like racist like fucking like nazi sounding like that's what i want to believe like rhetoric in her book right yeah but so like she literally could have just been like hmm wonder what the internet has to say and just read a fucking history book i don't know uh, i don't like, i don't know maybe she couldn't like let a normal person read this and they would be like hmm, i don't know about this well that's the crazy thing is that this had to have had sensitivity readers if it was like published by a big company right and they just <laughs> they just let them like it's fine. one of the biggest book series at the time. You could do yeah. whatever the fuck you wanted in 2013. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I've done some research. I've like read some interviews from her and stuff, and I don't think she is like 
being malicious. I think that she is genuinely stupid and, like Remy said, yeah, very privileged. That's what it comes off as to me. And uh, that's the best case scenario here. So it's what I'm going to choose to believe until I'm given evidence otherwise. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, let's see, where was I? So uh, yeah, so this was a war between the genetically pure, capitalized, and the genetically damaged, capitalized, oh. where like half the people in the country died. So the experiments were started to try to reproduce individuals with corrected genes, people known as the divergent. So um, if it's not already clear, the Divergent are just normal fucking people. You and I are right. Divergent. Oh my okay, god. Okay, so that answers my question. That makes earlier. a lot more sense because, like, uh, when I first heard about the books and when I first read the first book, I stopped reading because I was like, this is stupid. Everyone's <laughs> this is a yeah. dumb little. This is a dumb little plot line. That, and the fact that, that you had like... to make it to the... I feel like also that would have been, like, a more interesting plotline to find out, like, earlier on. I agree, actually. I'm gonna... I don't think they yeah. should have waited till the third book to reveal that. I would like, 100,000 I don't know if y'all ever read, ever read uh, The Giver. Um, Did you say The they Giver? They reveal, like, the big, like, pl- plot twist in, like, within a couple chapters. And it doesn't stop being cool. Yeah. Right? I don't know what your opinions are on The Giver, but I liked it when I, I was liked it. Was I watched the movie. I haven't uh-huh. read it in a couple years. Um, oh, I didn't watch the uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, I did either. I know Taylor Swift was in it, and yeah. I thought that was funny. I know that I didn't, I didn't watch yeah, it. I didn't even notice her. I found out some of the stuff that they changed from the book, and I was like, no. Also, yeah, I just genuinely think <laughs> If that... you like the book, don't watch it. <laughs> don't worry, I will I genuinely think that there's also... Like, it completely, like, I feel like making The Giver into a movie kind of destroys the cool, like, plot twist. Yeah. Which is that, which is literally that everything's in black and white. Yeah. And you don't know that until you get, like, a quarter of the way through the book, which is fucking cool. And was cool for little middle school me, so it makes me kind of sad. But, you know. But hey, what can you do? Yeah, this is just, like, bad, but, like, I think you're right. I think that she's trying to channel other things, but I think she's just, like, lost and has no idea what to say because she doesn't have anything to say. So we just have this this kind of, like, floundering mess of a series. This absolutely reads as, like, kind of wanting, like, wanting conflict but not having anything to say. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just my onion though. But like, I'm glad glad to hear you agree. I would like to eat your onion, huh? I would like to <laughs> eat your onion. Would you? No. Also, off topic is that um, is that Dobby growling? <laughs> you can hear him. Oh no! Yeah, we can. Yeah, hear no, I could. I could hear his like little. <laughs> it uh, is extremely <laughs> faint. If that helps, I could hear him. Yeah, him it's going, fine. Rrr, rrr, rrr. But it's yeah, so he's cute. Sleeping. He's snoring. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I could hear um, him making noises like the whole time. Uh, may we continue? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, um, so yeah, this pissed me off the first time I read this because I was like, "What's the fucking point?" I'm just reading a book about a normal person. What's the point? 
I was so pissed yeah. off. Because, like, <laughs> when I was reading this as a kid, I didn't, I didn't critically think about what I was, like, reading. And, like, my ability to suspend my disbelief was amazing. I was like, I'll roll with your faction system. I don't care. <laughs> but that was too far for me. Anyways, so, um... So, yeah, because this makes Triss the most normal person. Yeah, she's just she's extremely normal. normal. <laughs> Everything she does, I could do. I It pisses me off. Why am I reading this? So, anyway. I mean, like, all of the, like, cool shit, like, the fucking, like, simulations, I mean. I couldn't right. jump off a train. I'd die. But, like, <laughs> still. Anyways, so, um, so if you recall... From the Edith Pryor video that I just read to you. Um, she told them to leave the city when they had a lot of divergent people. Well, that was a fucking lie. So they actually didn't want them to leave the experiments. They just wanted them to stay in there. Um, so I don't know why they put that in the video, but whatever. Um, uh, David also tells them that the factions exist purely to try to keep order and keep the experiments going longer because the ones with the factions tend to do better. They call the factions the, like, behavioral component of the experiment. Oh You're Wait, right, Kyla. I she took Psy-150 and then ran with it. <laughs> um, what's your question? Oh, go ahead. You'll probably answer it. Um. So, uh, so she just... With all of this, she effectively made everything that happened in the previous two books mean absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can funny. see why this pissed me off so much and that I never reread them until literally now. Because I was like, I was obsessed <laughs> with these books for a while when I was younger. And I never yeah. reread them until now. <laughs> After I fucking got my hands on Allegiant, it was over. So, uh, let's see. I also just want to say, uh, that it's important to note that, like, this whole time they've been watching what's going on in the city because they have, like, cameras and microphones and shit everywhere. So, like, this is, has kind of just turned into, like, the Truman Show meets oh, Gattaca. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's the Truman Show meets Gattaca in, like, <laughs> the worst way. They're like, what if these movies were combined and they were awful? <laughs> and they were a book that takes you forever they had to nothing read. Important Veronica to say. Roth just keeps adding things and like never finishing it. She's stupid. She doesn't finish things. She just <laughs> makes it mean nothing, so you don't even care about it anymore. That's how she finishes something. So, uh, anyways, oh my God. so after they get this explanation, while everybody else is having an existential crisis, understandably, uh. Tris asks David about her mom because, like, she got that photo that Zoe gave her and he's in it with her. And uh, he tells her that her mother was found by the Bureau in the, like, outside world or whatever, where, like, where all the shitty genetically damaged people live. So, uh, he tells her that, uh, wait, where am I? Oh, so, uh, I guess that when they, like, tested her, they found out she had, like, reached a high level of genetic healing, so they brought her back to work at the Bureau. And, uh, when she was 16, they placed her in the experiment in Chicago in the Dauntless Faction. Uh, this is because the Erudite had started killing the Divergent at this time, and she was sent in to stop that. 
Um, they give her, like, her mom's file that they have on a tablet so she can read her, like, journal entries and shit. And, uh... Then, uh, while she's talking to David, one of the people at the Bureau, Matthew, he works there. He asks Tris if she and Tobias would let him test, uh, their genes for some reason. He really wants to test Tobias's genes. Because apparently he only has some divergent characteristics and not others. Let me test your genes. Please let me test your genes. Um, so she's like, yeah, you can test my genes. And she says, like, she'll ask Tobias about it. And he agrees to do it. And uh, then he finds out that he's not actually divergent. He just, like, seems to be because he happens to have a gene for simulation resistance. And, Are you um, kidding me? No, I'm not fucking around. And so that's ridiculous. He, he so fucking stupid. internalizes being labeled genetically damaged. He goes insane, and like he starts resenting Tris for it because she's like actually divergent. And uh, oh this is God. the point where I really, really start to hate him. I hate him. So just know that. Yeah. While they're also getting tested, they meet this bitch named Nita, and if you can't tell, I hate her. That's why I called her a bitch. Um, <laughs> Tris tries to comfort- no, I call people I like bitch. <laughs> Tris tries Only to comfort Tobias like a good girlfriend with. would, and then he, like, yells at her, and then he, like, leaves the room, because, you know, he's insane. And then, like, for some reason, Nita, they just met her, but she goes to talk to him for some reason. And she invites him to meet up with her later that night, and she tells him not to bring Triss, and then he's like, okay. Okay. And this is, like, right <laughs> after they were like, we're not gonna lie to each other anymore. <laughs> oh my god. So, so he goes and he meets up with Nita, as you do, and nothing that important happens during this conversation, um, if I'm honest. So I'm just going to skip over that. And uh, it gets cut off because Tobias goes to watch on the, like, they're basically watching the city on TV. He goes to see his father's trial. Um, Marcus gets exiled from the city by Evelyn. That's about all that happens there. I don't blame her, though I think she should have killed him, but whatever. <laughs> um, so Tobias keeps being an asshole to Triss for no reason. I, he just... He goes crazy. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, God. You tell a man he's not special. No, literally. <laughs> no, he he becomes the most, like, insecure, like, horrible person. And, like, he takes it out on Tris. That's so... It's so stupid because, like, you think that that would give him more confidence. Uh, and being like, I surpassed even the normal person. You know? I, I don't know. Does that make know. sense? I get what I you're know. saying. The, like, the dumbest part is that, like, because, like, Tris found out that he wasn't actually divergent, she's, like, I, she's, like, I don't think it's that special to be divergent anymore then. She's, like, I don't think it matters. And then yeah. he's, like, going crazy over it. And she's, like, I don't think it matters. She's, like, you haven't changed as a person. Like, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. He, it's a mess. It's a mess. The only, like, the only 
advantage that being divergent gives you is the fucking simulation shit. Like, why? And he has that. Why is he mad? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I hate him. So, anyways, Trish just decides to, like, focus on learning about her mom. I don't blame her. Fuck that guy. So, so she finds out that, like, her mom's mission was to transfer from Dauntless into Erudite, um, so they, she could stop them from killing the Divergent people. And instead, she decides to transfer to Abnegation with Triss's father, which apparently really pissed off David back at the Bureau because, spoiler, he's a fucking Cerberus Snape ripoff incel, and he was in love with <gasps> Triss's mom. Oh, oh my god. Because no. there wasn't enough Harry Potter. Can we not rest? No, you don't get anything in this. So, uh, anyways, Tobias meets up with Nita again because he's stupid. And then they, uh, they sneak out of the bureau and go to, uh, what's called the fringe, which is the area outside of the compound where the genetically damaged people live. And, uh, it's basically kind of just, like, a slum, if you will. It's a horrible place. Uh, so, uh, while they're there, she meets up with this guy named Rafi and this other lady named Mary, and apparently they lead a branch of genetically damaged rebel groups, and they are planning to fight back against the Bureau. So, uh, while he's there, he finds out that, uh, apparently, in this country... The genetically damaged people are treated like second-class citizens and are looked down upon because of their genes. So it is America. Yeah, but like, (laughs) you know, she added this weird genetic component to it and she made it like an objective fact, but whatever. But whatever. (sighs) Yeah, this sucks. So uh, that's why they live in like poverty or like at best they get to work as support staff at the bureau um so uh oh i did write in my notes i think this is a weird oppression allegory (laughs) but uh (laughs) i plan to talk about that more later but uh yeah it's weird but like i don't think at the at the end of the day she was really trying to make it meaningful to our world if she was i don't know what the fuck she thought that was but anyways I Let's think she's just stupid. I think this book is just lost and she's stupid. But, uh, so yeah. So then Tobias finally decides to come clean to Triss about meeting up with Nita. And he takes her with him the next time he goes to meet her. And, uh, she brings them to one of the labs and reveals some things to them. First, uh, the Bureau maintains that before the Purity War, the country was, like, at peace, and it's the genetically damaged people who fucked everything up. And so she shows them pictures of wars that are from presumably our time period as proof that the genetically pure people have also started wars, which is, like, yeah, like, like, I'm, like yeah, I hate, people do that. I hate having my own, like, history explained to me <laughs> while reading a book, I've gotta say. And then secondly, she also shows them evidence that the simulation serum that Janine used to, you know, genocide the abnegation uh, was invented by the Bureau and that they gave it to the Erudite, which means that the Bureau planned and helped to execute the uh, genocide against the abnegation because they didn't want that Edith Pryor video getting out because uh, the abnegation were going to show it to everyone. 
Yeah. So, um, she also tells them that the Bureau uses memory serum in order to keep control of the experiments. Uh, so they'll just wipe everybody's memory if they want to and start over. And, uh, she and her allies are apparently planning to steal it to take away the Bureau's power. And Tris is skeptical that they're planning an attack on the Bureau for something so small, because she's like, why would they just steal memory serum? That's stupid. And then she's like, she tells Tobias, she's like, I don't trust Nita. And he flips out. I told you. Of course. He he really has internalized this genetically damaged thing, and he, like, cannot, like, he has no brain function left. And so he tells Tris (laughs) that he's just going to help Nita anyway. He doesn't care. And uh, he says that she just doesn't trust Nita because she's jealous of her, because she's pretty. And that she's oh not thinking God. clearly. <laughs> so he just fucking gaslights her. Yeah. So I wanted to kill him while I was reading this. I was losing my fucking shit. I, I forgot about this so much. I, I remembered <laughs> that I hated him in this book, but I didn't remember why. I know why. Yeah. And um, I honestly can't believe she doesn't break up with him right here. They're still together? Yes. She, like, starts to believe him. Because he was gaslighting her. (laughs) She doesn't break up with him. I can't believe it. So, later on, Tris goes to talk to that guy, Matthew, who works for the Bureau. And she finds out that he was helping Nita... But he tells Tris that she's dangerous and uh, that she's not actually after the memory serum. She's really after the death serum uh, to take down the Bureau. So uh, they're on their way to stop them. She's after the death serum. Get a gun. (sighs) Look. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Look. If you think about it, it's weird. Just, just get yeah, the, you know it's a death get the serum, death a fucking serum. bullet. You can't, you serum. can't think about it, or or else get the death serum that you can escape within five minutes, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, none of it makes sense. None of it ever will. So anyway, they go to stop them before they like, you know steal the death serum but then like a bomb goes off in the bureau and uriah gets hit which is bad and he was one of the only characters i liked who was left so i'm upset anyways so tris sends matthew to go get help while she finds nita in the weapons lab with two other people presumably mary and rafi but this is from tris's perspective and she doesn't know who they are so whatever. Um, and they're holding David at gunpoint. They need him to put in the code that will let them steal the death ser- serum, but he's like, no. Then <laughs> they, like, try to torture him, but then Triss shoots Nita. Wait, sorry, they're holding him at gunpoint. So they yeah. have they have. Yes, guns. they have guns. They want the death serum, though. <laughs> 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 they, they really want the death serum. So stupid. Anyway... <laughs> So, so they torture David to try to get him to open the weapons lab for him or whatever, um, for them. And he's like, no. So then Tris shoots Nita and Rafi and she grabs David and she stops them from getting the death serum. 
I know they already have guns. It's stupid. No, so then, like Tobias and everybody else gets arrested. Naturally, I don't know what they thought would happen. And so when he's interrogated, they find out that he's literally just stupid, and he had no idea what was actually going on. Like he didn't know they were gonna blow anything up. He didn't know they were getting the death serum because he's dumb. And so they're like, they're like, fine, whatever. You're stupid and you're genetically damaged, so you can just do some community service oh or whatever. My God. No, they literally say that to him. Jesus but I'm like, you know Christ. what? I kind of enjoy that because he deserves to feel like shit. <laughs> right, but it's so. But crazy. it is stupid and bad, obviously. But anyway. So then Tris goes and talks to uh, Kara, and she finds out that <laughs> Uriah's not going to wake up after the explosion. My boy is dead. No! I mean, I do I do just want to add, even after all this, even after this, after, after Tris was proven right, which she was right last time when he was like, don't talk shit about my mom when he asked her for her opinion on that situation yeah. and then he didn't listen to her she was right about that and then this time she was right about nita and they she doesn't break up with him and he tries to like defend himself still oh my god just give it up my dude i know he's so stupid i hate him but he's a man so he won't anyway so then tobias has nothing better to do so he just goes and watches the light cameras in the city he finds out that Joanna and Marcus have allied together to, like, defeat Evelyn. Whatever. And uh, then David asks to meet up with Triss, and he tells her that he wants to start training her to uh, to eventually have a leadership position at the Bureau, because he's, like, really happy that she stopped Nita. And uh, Triss goes along with it, though, even though she also wants to take down the Bureau, because she's like, they, they killed my parents. and watched it happen so uh so she gathers everybody together and they all come up with a plan uh to expose the bureau uh they want to show everyone that the bureau is responsible for the genocide of the abnegation and they hope that like people will be like hey you can't do that and just like elect new leadership i think it's a dumb plan but whatever so um then after this, God, after this, they they had their little meeting where they were planning stuff, and Tris and Tobias get in another fight. Oh, I can't. And they still this. don't break up. I can't handle. They, they this still anymore. don't break up. Um. What will it take? <laughs> Please. Just. I know what it's gonna take. <laughs> you know what it's gonna take. It's gonna take a lot. I'll put it that way. So. Meanwhile, back in Chicago, the Allegiant are planning to fight back against the Factionalists. They've invaded the weapons storehouses, and they're armed now. But little do they know, Evelyn has gotten her hands on the Erudite supply of death serum, and she's planning to use it to stop this uprising. So clearly a lot of people are going to die in Chicago if they let this continue. Um, anyway. Uh, you guys are gonna be real mad. So after this, Tris and Tobias make up, and I don't agree with this. I think I think she should have broken up with him, but she doesn't. They just like I guess pretend nothing happened. And just kiss and stuff. Literally, that's what they do. Ugh. That's it. 
So later that week, Tris goes to uh, her first council meeting where she finds out that the Bureau is planning on wiping everyone in Chicago's memory to stop them from killing each other. And Tris doesn't want the Bureau to do this because, like, everybody they know's memory will be wiped. So she decides, let's wipe the Bureau's memories instead. (laughs) That's the best possible solution. Uno reverse card. (laughs) Literally. So Tris goes and talks to Nita. And I don't know why she tells her this, but whatever. She finds out that, like, the memory serum is in the weapons lab and there's no way to get into it without David's code unless they want some death serum to go off. Um, she also <laughs> tells Triss where she can get a hold of some explosives, which they'll need to get into the weapons lab. Uh, oh, after this, Araya is officially declared brain dead and the doctors are going to unplug him soon, which is very sad. And honestly unnecessary. They could have just let him vibe. But, uh, yeah, they plan to get his family from the city so that they can say goodbye to him before that happens. And um, and then Tobias and Christina at the same time come up with a plan to stop Marcus and Evelyn from killing each other. Because, like, if, if their memories aren't wiped, they're still going to, like, kill each other, right? So they have to sort that out, too. Yeah. So while they go into the city to get Uriah's family, Tobias is going to wipe one of his parents' memory to end the conflict. That's his solution, I guess. Whatever. Um, Meanwhile, everybody else works on their plan to wipe the Bureau's memory. They know they can't get the code from David, so they're going to have to use explosives to get into the lab, and that's going to set off the death serum, which means that somebody has to die to get the memory serum. So then everybody oh just God. immediately looks at Caleb, which makes sense because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> no, literally everybody is just like, well, you gotta go. You gonna volunteer, Caleb? <laughs> and so, That's even funnier. so he asks Triss if she'll forgive him if he sacrifices himself. And she says yes. So he agrees to do it. And I then, been like, not like maybe. it matters. He'll be dead. Yeah. 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 Anyway, after this, for no reason, I guess, Tobias teaches Caleb how to use a gun. He has, like, one day to do this. I don't think that's enough time. But whatever. They prep him for what he's gonna have to do, and then uh, Tobias, Christina, Peter, and Amar head out to the city to get Uriah's family. Uh, Tobias is suspicious of Peter's motives for going with them, because, like, why would he volunteer to help? He's a terrible person, right? And uh, he notices that he's been eyeing the memory serum that he has. So so when Tobias separates from the group to go wipe one of his parents' memories, uh, Peter goes with him. And he tries to fight him for the memory serum because (laughs) he wants to wipe his memories and start over because he's a horrible person. Which, again, is true. And then Tobias is like, fine, I'll get you some later. Just leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's acting like that's the only dose of memory serum that exists. Anyway. um, Meanwhile, Triss and Caleb are going to the weapons lab to execute their plan. But Triss decides she's not going to let Caleb sacrifice himself just because he feels guilty. So... She forces him to give her the explosives, and she gets into the weapons lab herself. Um, 
She also doesn't have time to put this, like, protective suit on that, like, wouldn't save you from the death serum, but it would slow it down. So when she makes it in there, she's just raw-dogging death serum. (laughs) (laughs) That's for you, Kyla. Um, Thank you. uh, I appreciate you always. So I know what you're thinking. (laughs) This has to kill her, right? I mean, it's called the death serum. No, she survives because she's so divergent. divergent. She's so divergent. She's so normal. She's, she's so normal. Divergent. She does, can't even it's die. It's it's also just so funny that the word divergent means not normal, but it means in this uh, book yeah. that it that you're normal. I hate it. I hate this. Like, Sorry, off topic, but yeah, doesn't it just piss no, you yeah. off in every way? It makes it makes me so mad because it's like, okay, what your allegory is like. Your 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 theme is like normal people are cool too. Like yeah. no, I don't care yeah. about normal people. No, literally, like <laughs> why am I reading this? I'm a normal person. Why would I why would I care? I agree. Um, anyways, so she makes it into the weapons lab where David is there waiting for her, of course. He has nothing better to do, I guess. Anyway. So uh sh- he shoots her. A few times, and uh, she does release the memory <laughs> serum, but then she dies. But she's no, no, no. She's <laughs> so home. normal that she rejects the bullets. No, no. I'm sorry, Adriana, but bullets do kill normal people. Um, oh, yeah. So, so Trish dies. Serum would kill a normal person. It apparently it wouldn't. I guess this is something that just wouldn't do anything to any of us. <laughs> Veronica Rye so tried to stupid. make me scared of something that wouldn't do anything to me. Because, like, so, I might be more normal than Triss because, like, like my genes haven't been messed with at all, right? Right. And hers have a little. So, like, I'm assuming that just wouldn't do shit to me. I don't know why you wouldn't just slip some, like, cyanide in there or something. Like, there are, there are just, like, just straight up... Sure. There are poisons. Like, why would you make a poison that, like, <laughs> doesn't affect some people? The people you want it to kill the most. I don't so, get So, like, it. I came into this knowing that Triss was going to die. But, like, the way I, I, I heard that the way that they kill her is really, like, lame. But this literally is so lame. It gets even so dumber, lame. if you can believe. Because she, it would have been... It would have been cooler if she died through the death serum. Yeah. I mean, because maybe. Because she would have saved... I, I agree that I think that if she survived the death serum, she shouldn't have died. I think that's stupid. Especially just, like, getting shot to death in a very, like, anticlimactic way. But, uh, yeah. Uh, she's gonna cheapen her death even more, though. I know you don't believe me, but wait. So, uh, back to Tobias. I can't wait. He meets with Evelyn, and he talks to her, and he tells her, he tells her that she's acting exactly like Marcus for some reason, which, like, isn't true, but whatever, and he's like, you can have your son back if you give up, like, taking over the city, and she's like, okay, because I guess she actually does care about her son, which is, like, nice, I guess, (laughs) so that's it. They just go and negotiate peace with Joanna and Marcus, and like that's it. Resolved Wait, in he like didn't even five minutes. Use the memory serum? No, he just gives it to Peter because he didn't use it. That's it. 
It was that easy. It was that fucking easy. So they head back to the bureau with Uriah's family. When they get back, Kara tells him that Triss died. So he's sad because, you know, he can't gaslight her anymore. (laughs) Um, The next three chapters is him just being sad. That's literally it. So then, uh, you know, because she released the memory serum, everybody's memory in the bureau has been reset. So they just, like, condition them all to stop treating genetically damaged people like shit. Um, and they end the experiments. Um, and then later on, Christina finds Tobias trying to wipe his memory, but she's like, don't do that. And like, he ends up not doing it, but they have like a violent altercation, (laughs) which is really weird. And that's like how they leave off with Tobias, but whatever. So now one last thing, I got to talk about the little epilogue at the end. Uh, she gives us an epilogue that takes place two and a half years later. Chicago is, like, just a regular metropolitan area now, but it's, like, the only one in the country where the genetically pure and the genetically damaged people are, like, considered equals. So everything is fine, I guess, but in they one place. They're still- never having problems ever again. They're never going to have problems ever again because one of them is gonna be always called genetically damaged yeah um the thing is is that never cause some yeah interesting things i'm gonna talk more about that when i when i move on to like my my commentary for some of this but uh anyway the book finally ends uh when everyone gets together to scatter jesus to finally scatter triss's ashes while ziplining that's how it ends that's it (laughs) that's so stupid what that's it. That's it, baby. That's I feel the like end. She loved ziplining that one time that she went. <laughs> I no, like literally. Literally, they're Roth's, like, man, she would have like, loved this. I think that's just Veronica um, Roth, and she just wanted that for her when she dies. She's like, it would honestly, be cool if, like, maybe. my ashes were spread. She'd be like, man, like, I would love people to zipline down some skyscraper in Chicago and throw my ashes That around. seems like not normal activity that Trish would like. I mean, tr- wait, yeah, Trish? Trish? No, wait, Trish? Tris? Yes, Trish. Sorry. You're good. I don't <laughs> care. She's dead. What's she gonna do? <laughs> so now that we finish that. So first, I want to say the few things... That I do think that these books, I don't want to say did well, but maybe some things that they they were on the right track with. So, uh, so I think that, like, when talking about the first book, I do think that it is something that's, like, really, you know, appealing and cathartic for teens to read a story about a main character who's kind of struggling between, you know, meeting the expectations of her family which would be, like, staying in your faction and also, like, being true to yourself. And I think that a lot of kids can relate to this kind of story, so I can see why, you know, people enjoyed this and why people felt kind of, like, represented by it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's cool that, like, kids get to see a character who, you know, ultimately, in the first book, chooses happiness for themselves anyway right um i also think that in the second book when um tris was engaging in some like really like risky behaviors without like concern for her life 
Um, I think it was really, like, powerful and important when, like, she decides that she wants to live. Um, and I think that's especially right. important for some, like, you know, young kids to read. Because I was a teen reading this. And, like, I actually yeah. enjoyed that part of the story. Like, I had a fun time reading the second book, even though it was shitty. Like, all yeah. of it was bad, but, like, I had the most, like, fun reading the second book. So now, now that's the only, that's the only positives I could come up for this. <laughs> so let's move on to my criticisms. So, first, I think that it's very upsetting that after Triss has this revelation in the second book that she wants to live, and she affirms this throughout Allegiant, that she wants to live, that she ends up dying in the end anyway. And, like, yeah. I I know that Veronica Roth, she said this herself, that she thinks it was a powerful ending for her, but I don't. And I, I don't think that no. there's any power in a 16-year-old girl dying. Yeah. No. I, I just don't. I, I, I feel like it was very much a move of, like, man, it would be so cool if, yeah. if we, like, killed our main character yeah you wouldn't be expecting that and it's like yeah, yeah. we'd be expecting that because it's dumb yeah it feels like it just oh, feels yeah. like fake deep it didn't yeah. mean anything i i hate and, to keep yeah. like comparing this to the hunger games but also like i know that this book literally was essentially capitalizing on the success of that genre that was started by the hunger games yeah and like that, like, that book series had a sad ending, right? It's not to spoil the Hunger Games. Yeah, I mean, like... It has a sad ending without having to kill off its main character. Yeah. And the sad ending is more just that this character has to live with the realities of her of her life even and just live with the trauma for the rest of her life yeah and i find that more comforting and like like powerful of an ending i agree what the then what the like then just killing off the character yeah for sure especially when you have a character who is so young like no yeah she's a kid she didn't even get to grow up and, like, it's no, not it's even, bullshit. like, she was trying to tell, like, a, like, devastating story that way. Like, she said herself that she thought it was, like, a very powerful ending for Triss. And she thought that if she had, like, a happy ending, it wouldn't do her justice somehow. And I think that's oh, so yeah. wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. It. Uh, I also just want to say, again, I think that she made a huge mistake and maybe the worst mistake you could ever make uh by making everything that happened in the first two books just completely worthless so like because everything turned out to be and just an experiment that means that everything that the characters went through before that mean nothing like the bulk of the first book is like trish just trying to survive initiation at a faction that ends up being nothing more than a component to control their behavior in an experiment her parents died protecting information that ultimately meant nothing because the amanda ritter video was full of lies fighting against janine didn't mean anything because she wasn't even the one doing it 
Yeah, I just feel like all a dream. When people get so focused in like creating sequels to books, when like genuinely, maybe the first and second book could have like that could have been just it, or just the first book. It it ended yeah. like fine, or like I agree. leaving you wanting more and let the audience create the story afterwards. Like yeah, you, it's not. You don't have to. I just think that like a good. A good plot twist makes everything recontextualized in a way that matters more. Yeah. And in this case, it made everything matter less. And I think I th- if that was the point that she was trying to make, that just kind of makes it sad. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I guess, but, like, I also, like, I've been thinking about this a lot, and, like, it's not even just the first two books that she makes worthless, though. Like, she keeps going because, like, mm-hmm. the experiments end up being worthless in the first place because, like, they kind of, they don't make this, like, super clear, but, like, the way that everybody's able to, like, live fine at the end and everything is that, like, there's really no difference between genetically damaged people and genetically pure people. I mean, like, you know, like, all of the, like, war and poverty and genocide and shit that we see right. in this society also exists in ours. So, like, everything about the experiments then were completely arbitrary. And they meant nothing. Right. And oh so, my god. And then because there's no difference between genetically damaged people and genetically pure people, Tris being divergent in the first place means nothing. Right. Yeah. So, um, and also, because Tobias was able to, like, solve the conflict in Chicago in literally, like, two minutes, it was the easiest thing in the fucking world. If they had done that, like, one day before, the Bureau wouldn't have had a reason to wipe everyone's memory, so Triss wouldn't have had to die. So everything that happens in these books happens for no reason and means nothing. Like, I think that, (laughs) I think that this is the worst thing you could possibly do when you're making content because she just wasted everyone's time. Yeah. Yeah. Everything meant nothing. She just threw everything away. I don't even know if she did that, but, like, that's what she did. It just, like, feels ridiculous because it's, like, she kept wanting to do, like, go higher and higher, but she, like, flew flew too close to the sun. I agree. I fully yeah, agree. Yeah, instead of instead of the the plot twist like making the stakes higher or just making them different, it literally made the stakes like ridiculous. Yeah, the it stakes not, are not not cooked. Anymore. Yeah, the stakes I aren't cooked like, for the sake of a I cool fully plot agree. twist, which is just annoying. Um. Yeah, and the cool plot twist isn't even a plot twist. It's not even interesting. Yeah, it's com. It's just all arbitrary. I don't yeah, know. it's it just it sucks so much. So like you guys could see now, this book like ruined my life. Honestly, when I read it, yeah. like yeah. I was I did not know peace for months. <laughs> Applause to you. And I you. can't imagine like getting to the end of the second book and getting that like mystery set up and being like, whoa, this is like a what's what's up with this society? Like what? uh what's going on here and then it just like concludes in the weirdest and worst way yeah yeah one of the worst things that a content creator has done to me honestly yeah. 
Um, <laughs> let's see. So, lastly, we talked about this, but I just want to, like, restate that, like, I also think that, like, these books have no idea what they want to say. Oh, absolutely. And by that, I mean, yeah. Veronica Roth has no idea what she wants to say. And I think that other successful books in the genre, like the Hunger Games that we talked about, have a message and they give us something that we can take away and apply to our lives. And this leaves us with yeah. nothing. Like, nothing in any way. No entertainment value, no lesson. It leaves us with the thing that we didn't already know, which is that eugenics are bad. Yeah, literally. Actually, this leaves you with eugenics don't matter because it won't do anything, apparently. (laughs) This is the, uh, this is the best Hunger Games Maze Runner, uh, Giver, Truman Show, Show, Gattaca, Gattaca, Crossover, Harry Potter. Potter. This is the best, (laughs) um, Did you like these other things? You'll like this fucking Frankenstein <laughs> mess. We should have, you know what? It would have made it better if they were all ponies. <laughs> yeah. In this essay. <laughs> um, so, uh, I also want to touch on the character Triss. I feel like I have to talk about her before we go. So, uh, before yeah. I want to get into my critiques, and I do have them, I just want to say that when I was a kid and I was reading these, books Triss was a really important character to me and I saw myself in her in some ways even though she is annoying in other ways and like I appreciate that that was like a because fun because you're just so normal yeah it was a fun time for me <laughs> when I was a kid um anyways but like generally throughout the books she is a like pretty smart and strong character and I think that the good aspects of her ultimately outweigh the bad I think that she's really just a victim of bad writing yeah. You know, yeah, I think that sure. she was just wasted on this. And also, like, just poorly, like, tortured for no reason. Yeah. Like, the freaking sexual assault that happened yeah. in the first... That they just, freaking... like, forget about, because, like... Because, like, Peter kind of just, like, hangs out with them in the third book, and you're like, okay. Why I've would said it before, I'll say it again. Like I don't understand why... Like female characters always have to improve or like become stronger through trauma right when male characters can just become better yeah nightmare it ha- i've seen it too many fucking times where it's yep. just like oh well you know iron man just kind of learns his lesson after a while but you know captain marvel has to be gaslit for years yeah Jesus Christ. yeah i love it personally yeah <laughs> um so now let's move on to what uh what kyla's been waiting for at least uh my section called girl boss tris so <laughs> i've called this section girl boss tris because this is where i want to talk about some of the moments we get in these books every so often where tris will just like put someone in their place or she says like a clever little like one-liner and they don't work and they're like some of the most embarrassing parts of the book <sighs> so like here's here's what i mean um when they go zip lining in the first book the like group of dauntless get into the elevator and then uh lynn asks what floor they should go to and tris is like go to the 100th floor and lynn is like how the fuck would you know 
because she's like a transfer like genuine question what the fuck would she know and then (laughs) tris is like and this is i'm just quoting this is what she says we're in a 100 story abandoned building with some dauntless why don't you know that or like she's like (laughs) yeah so (laughs) she just like has these moments and i'm like veronica really thinks she got this person <laughs> with that one like she thinks she told them she has these when she like confronts marcus she has one of these with like evelyn she does this all the time like she does this with janine and they're always just embarrassing it's so bad i would i would list more but we've got other shit to talk about so now i want to talk about the shit that she does that annoys me to no fucking end so something that pissed me off when I was reading these books and it happened in all three books is that Tris gets like super upset that Caleb chose to transfer to Erudite when she did literally the same exact thing by transferring to Dauntless. <laughs> like granted everything yeah, he did after what? that, he can fuck off. But she's right. like in her like inner monologue that you get to read because this is like told from the first person, she's like, Everyone knew I wasn't really selfless, but he was lying to everyone by, like, acting perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she, it's the most, like, hypocritical thing I've ever seen. And And this never changes throughout all three books. She lies, and then she lies to herself because her hand (laughs) had blood on the Dauntless. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that pisses me off. And, like, the... This isn't even, like, it's like, oh, she needs to, like, grow past this. No. Veronica's just stupid. And she doesn't realize this is a flaw. Now, lastly, I want to talk about something else that pissed me off even more, honestly. So, uh, this is lastly in the Triss section. I unfortunately have a bit more, but... That's fine. Um, so... So, you recall that... Uh, she killed Will, and Christina was pretty upset about it, as she right. should. It's understandable. So, uh, anyways, like I said, Christina sees Marlene die while under the simulation, and she decides to forgive Triss. That is not good enough for Triss, though. So she just fucking decides to go off on Christina for no reason, and I'll read you this quote. She says, um, <clears throat> How fortunate for me that you finally got proof I'm not a cold-blooded murderer. You know, other than my word. I mean, what reason would you have to trust that? She just... Jesus Christ. She just goes Uh. off on when she's forgiving her. Yeah. Oh my god. I lost my mind at this. And, like, Christina doesn't get mad about it. Christina deserves better. Um, I was gonna talk about Tobias again in this section, but I don't want to. You guys know already everything he that's sucks. wrong with him he sucks it would be beating a dead he horse sucks. i just want to say one last time fuck that guy yeah <laughs> um, we hate so tobias all my all my homies <laughs> hate tobias so now this is my section on veronica roth i specifically <laughs> veronica as if we haven't veronica, been roasting her this listening. entire time yeah she's not <laughs> if you're still listening veronica close your ears don't listen. <laughs> Turn it off. No, listen, Veronica. <laughs> She's not going to get better. She's an egomaniac. I can tell by her, like, interviews. 
Um, <laughs> we got a Stephanie Meyer on our hands. I, I was reading them and I was like, oh, she doesn't even know. Anyways, so, uh, so I just want to talk about firstly some like aspects of like her writing style because these are some of the most frustrating books to read. They have the most like some of the most descriptive details of scenery that I've ever seen in a book and none of it means anything. So I'm just like receiving all of this useless information that doesn't matter. Like she loves just making you learn a bunch of useless facts. She does it the whole time. This book is just a memoir <laughs> of her, her being in Chicago. And she's like, man, I miss her. <laughs> yeah. She's genuinely just showing off that she knows things. She was like just trying she to hit word count or something. She wants you to think that, she's, that you're smarter. I mean, that she's smarter <laughs> than you. She needed to like hit 500 pages per book or something. So she had to find a way to like stretch out nothing. I'll be honest with you. I do like a book a book that gives me a lot of like scenery description but like i don't care about like she enters the office and i don't care about like the papers on the desk like yeah. and i don't need some weird fucking simile she decides to throw in oh my god wait. yeah did i write something about this hold on i might have written a joke about this but forgot to about her little it. similes please yeah. give me the simile so joke. like i i <laughs> So she always does this thing where she gives you, like, way too much of the, like, setting. And then she'll give you some weird, like, fake deep thing afterward. And so, like, I made this up, but this is how her book reads. I walked into the room and saw papers strewn across the desk, reminding me of the leaves during fall. Maybe we are like them, scattered around, waiting for a purpose. Oh, my God. I came up with that in, like, 30 (laughs) seconds, but that's what the whole book was like. I swear to God. Maybe we are like, maybe we are like them. It's so funny. Yeah, that <laughs> is like the most like Veronica Roth sentence, genuinely. So um, so yes, uh, Veronica Roth. If you want a ghostwriter, uh, I'll do it. Um, yeah. Anyways, so uh, no, they'll, they'll know you have you have too much knowledge. Your ring, your brain is too wrinkly. <laughs> like, this is I'm this too is erudite for her. anyways so uh on to the next thing she also just loves to repeat the same thing over and over and i don't know if she realizes how frustrating it is to read the same sentence over and over again but it is in allegiant like where we switch perspectives between tris and tobias it gets especially bad like i had to read the same sentence from both of them about like breathing in the summer air three chapters in a row (laughs) (laughs) and like there's there's no difference in the way that she writes them like breathing in the summer air. like the only reason the perspective switches there is because like tris is gonna die and it's so shitty (laughs) (laughs) yeah and maybe we are like them breathing yeah so uh oh 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 my god i can't believe i forgot this so i also i devised a drinking game for this book should anyone dare to read it um, <laughs> so you can take a shot every time tris wipes her sweaty fucking palms on her pants <gasps> oh my god I remember every chapter i swear to god dude Literally every time she, Tris swallows she, bile she or the word bile is mentioned, she literally does it so much that even I remember. <laughs> oh, 
she is constantly she throwing up in her, her mouth. sweaty hands so much. Yeah. It's insane. Um, every time somebody from fucking Dauntless twirls their piercings around, she describes that so Ew. much in this book. I hate it. How do no you one do does that? that. People with piercings okay, are just sit there spinning Kyla around. Kyla does this all the time. Kyla does this constantly. Look, Kyla is <laughs> not <laughs> everyone. This is not <laughs> universal. I I also I also am an idiot, so everyone in Dauntless is fucking dumb. Look, if you got <laughs> Kyla like a fidget spinner or something, she would stop. So that's different. <laughs> that's fucking cool. If you gave me one of those little poppet guys that like kids are really into right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or no. did I just work No, long? yeah, the poppets. I don't yeah. know what that is. I'm sorry. I'm a boomer. So I, I get you. It's like bubble wrap, but... Oh, like oh okay. Never mind. Toy. I do know what that it's is. Like, yeah, I didn't know like people called it that. silicone bubble wrap. Um, yeah, the kids at work would, would come in, and I remember one time this little kid came up, and he was like, look at what I have. And I'm like, obviously he didn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, look uh, what I have. And I'm like, what is it? And then he... And he he showed me the dirtiest little grimiest little poppet. It's <laughs> so funny. It was so gross. Oh my gosh. Okay. You can cut this out, but um Yeah. Now we're roasting that boy. <laughs> so no, I'm um, not roasting him. I'm just commenting that little kids are grimy. They just they just always have like yeah. a wet Cheeto or something. Yeah, they're they are they literally do that. <laughs> <laughs> um all right i have person. only I a couple more sections left guys okay. i'm so sorry sections I'm so sorry well like it's just like it's all under veronica roth but it's like okay. a few things i want to talk okay. about with her okay and then sorry i'm not sorry i'm not actually no you're good <laughs> <laughs> it's not very much we are literally okay. almost done um so so anyways there are so many, like, continuity errors throughout these books that, like, I couldn't even keep track anymore, but it felt like I was watching Supernatural. That's how bad it was getting. And, like, very basic things she would forget because she, like, can't keep anything straight. So I'll give you an example of just one, but these were constant. Um, there's a part in the third book where Tobias says, because this, this part is from his perspective, that, like, he was frustrated because he couldn't, like, move up in his job in Dauntless. And, um, this is wrong in multiple ways. So, firstly, um, Tobias was first in his initiation class, which means he got to pick his career first, so he could have done whatever the fuck he wanted. He chose to work in his <laughs> job. Secondly, the Dauntless leaders were always trying to recruit him because they wanted him instead of Eric. And, like, Eric's oh whole character God. was just being jealous of Tobias. So right, I don't know how right. you could forget that. Yeah. And just, like, lie. <laughs> so I was just constantly frustrated by this shit. Because I'm like, why do I know more about your own book than you, Veronica? I don't even <laughs> like this. I don't even like this. <laughs> um god so this section this is a petty thing to bitch about but um this this drove me crazy what she's done i love it she would describe or say things that just like didn't make sense at all like multiple times she would she would describe 
people or things as smelling like wind. And I've been thinking about it all the time. Because, like, what does that mean? Wind doesn't have a smell. It's fast air. And, like, I would have let it go if it was, like, happening, like, one time. But, like, she does this several times in every book. She says that. He smelled like a glass of wine. <laughs> that, he must have been from Aerodite if he smelled like water. My sweaty little hands smelled like wind. He smelled like a molecule. So funny. Um, and then I have a couple of real sentences that are actually from the book. This isn't some shit that I made up. These are real. I love it. Um, so uh, I don't know what the hell these mean. This first one is... Uh, the context of these wouldn't help either. So, uh, yeah. cool. so here's the first one. It's like the landscape that. is an interrupted sentence. One side dangling in the air, unfinished, and the other a completely different subject. What? Makes no sense. No! <laughs> a word? Nope. A word? No, that's not how English works. On either side. That's not what a um, sentence is. You took your metaphors, you put them in a blender, and then you did an Ozzy Osbourne and went yeah, and sat down. Literally. <laughs> um, so here's, here's another one. Uh, this one might be worse. The deaths exist in my mind as a string of meaningless equations, and I am frozen, unable to solve them. Uh-huh. And so, Ugh. like, I'm begging someone to take right? similes away from Veronica Roth. She's abusing <laughs> them. Um, okay. And then I also, I need to talk about this, because I think you guys will find it really funny, but it's been troubling me. So there's this part in the first book where Triss says that Four's hand reaches from one side of her rib cage to the other. Not to like assume anything, but I can't imagine that Triss is that much smaller than me. And it takes both of my hands fully stretched out to reach across my torso. Why are his hands so big? If me and Triss are the same size, that means that his hands are twice as long as mine. He's a monster. <laughs> I've been losing my shit over it. She did not consider. I've been keeping this quiet for this, but like it's been troubling me genuinely. Why did they keep like? Nobody she thought that just was put that sentence in to be like, "Wow, Trish is so skinny." Like, yeah, fuck off. Nobody thought. Nobody thought that was weird. Nobody could do some math. <laughs> Veronica Roth has a husband. She couldn't like look at his hand. <laughs> oh, that one might be the next animatic. <laughs> you have to fucking. You have to illustrate. Oh, I've lost. You have to it. illustrate. <laughs> Four's fucking hands. <laughs> God, so So um, so again, this is also funny. So um, but I want to talk about some of the stupidest shit that happens in the books. Um, one of my favorite parts is that 
whenever like four or eric or somebody would be like explaining shit to the initiates they would be completely shocked like they would be like hey uh you're ranked in the initiation and they'd be like we're what <laughs> like and like i just kept thinking i was like Imagine if you're in class and, like, the professor's going over the syllabus and everybody just is, like, gasping at everything. Like, wait, we have to write a paper? There's gonna be a final? We have to come to class? <laughs> like, like they, they're shocked. I have to bring up like, things they shouldn't be shocked about. I feel, at least. Funny. I just think it's really funny. Um... Oh my god. Alright, so lastly, uh, I do want to touch on, briefly, the movies. So, first of all, <laughs> I want to say, I did watch the first one in theaters back in 2014, and it didn't have a good time. And, um, by the time that the other ones came out, I had obviously already read Allegiant, so I hated the series and didn't want any more. <laughs> and, yeah. um... Before this, though, I did decide to watch a couple of scenes. I just went on YouTube and watched some scenes from the Insurgent and Allegiant movies. And I just want you guys to know that I could not figure out what the fuck was going on even directly after I finished reading the books. And I had, like, extensive (laughs) notes on them for the viewers, for the people watching at home. I have 24 pages of notes alone. And the ones on my phone... um, I have, like, 96 pictures of, like, excerpts from the books. It's insane. (laughs) Like, I took extensive notes. And I was like, what's happening? They are, like, they're somehow worse than the books. But, like, in, like, the weirdest way possible, they just make no sense. They are, like, nothing like them. It's, like, it's, like, watching a, like, crack fic made into a movie about something (laughs) you've seen before. Anyways. This is, like, barely, like, barely a They just, like, use the, like, characters' names. That's it. <laughs> and they were like, we're gonna do what Spoiler we want. Alert, that's Clearly yeah. Veronica like Roth too. doesn't care. <sighs> See, the problem is that the giver is good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, lastly, lastly, and then I swear to God I'm done. I do just want to say, uh, if it wasn't already clear when we kind of discussed this before for our viewers, um, I'm not alone in hating these fucking movies, though, because they never finished making them. The last, <laughs> yeah. like, book was split into, like, two movies, but they just never made the fourth one. And I was reading <laughs> that they, like, tried to make it into a TV show or something, but the cast quit. And they were like, we're not doing a TV oh show. That's so funny. So they couldn't, like, do anything. Because everyone was like, we're sick of this. Yeah, anyways, so I just think it's really funny. And I think that's the perfect note to end on. In this train sick of wreck this. of a series. Oh man, I'm gonna be thinking Ooh. about freaking Four's humongous <laughs> for a long time. I'm so we glad, and I will uh, just just for you guys, I will be sending you uh, the notes that are my like reactions <laughs> to thing in the books, things in yeah. the books. If you want to read them, yeah, I love that. Um, but that's I, it. Oh that's gosh. all, folks. I think. That, Thank you. Um, How do we even end this? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, but like, I just want to thank yeah, Kaylin. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Yeah, this, yeah the yeah, past Kaylin, four hours. Kaylin put a lot of work <laughs> and twenty six minutes so. of my life have been pure laughter, sadness, <laughs> despair. <laughs> 
a lot of emotions have been <laughs> a roller coaster. Uh, there have been a lot of emotions. Would you say that you felt brave, selfless, kind, <laughs> honest, and smart? I, I, I you know what? So Actually, smart. I would say that. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I'm so glad. I would. <laughs> I'm so it's glad. Controversial, but I think I'm feeling kind of brave right now. Yeah. I could jump off a, off a train. <laughs> Um, next time I see you guys, I'm gonna wrap my hand around your torso. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so bad for me. I'm just. Can you yeah, grab me I'm like just, one of those I'm pictures just so of tiny, food? Skinny. I'm just <laughs> yeah. so, the so squish, small, the squish food. So yeah. The heart. Can you do that to me so that yes. so that your hand can reach from one side of my ribs to the other? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Like a tube of gogurt. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna end my uh, yeah. Audio. yeah, me too.